What's going on guys? Welcome back to the pod. This is Edmund and today we are going to talk about first of all congratulations to the Colorado Avalanche on their win. Um, They were able to dethrone the two-time defending champion Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, They have a good team. They have a very good team and um, I thought that in the end the Braden Point injury was huge, but I, I thought Tampa Bay, the two for 15 on the power play, that was ultimately their undoing. Um, you just can't have that happen in in, uh, in the championship round, but give credit to the Avalanche. They won. They deserved it. Um, and, hey, they're, they're the new Stanley Cup champions. The Warriors won in six, as as we thought that they would, um, and are probably going to be the favorites going in next year. Although I do think that the Clippers uh, might be the only team, in my opinion, as of right now at least, that can beat them. We'll see how the rest of the situation folds out. But that's really what we're talking about today: is all of these big deals got signed by all these guys. Um, and we get a chance to look at every single one. We're going to start uh, in the West. The Lakers lose Malik Monk to the Kings. He goes for two years and $19 million. He averaged almost 14 points a game last season. He was a, he was a, a consistent bright spot uh, for them. Um, and obviously they lose Dante DiVincenzo as well at the scoring guard position. So... The Kings are always an enigma. I mean, they, they've got talent. Um, new head coach. We're going to see. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what to ever expect of them. I mean, they've never been anything except a, a middling team with the exception of a few years early on in the 2000s. Um, but we'll see. Uh, Malik Munt's a, a good sign for them. They had a, they had a need at that, at that, that scoring guard position. And, uh, He's obviously going to help them fill that need. Moving on to the Trailblazers extending Anthony Simons. This is no shock here. Four years, $100 million. Had a really good season last year, breakout season. Um, he's going to be a pretty good backcourt with Dame Lillard. Um, you know, I, I would... I would say... How well he plays probably will depend on how far they go. Um, if they're sharing, if he's sharing the backcourt with Dame, that's huge. Um, obviously, at twenty-three, he's going to be the future as well. It was a no-braining, a no-brainer signing. You know, this did, like I said, no shock, <laughs> no shock at all. Uh, Bobby Portis staying with the Bucks four years, forty-nine million. Maybe not too much of a surprise there, but he's. He's one of their core pieces. I mean, he's huge for them, especially with Lopez. Uh, excuse me. With Lopez not playing very much last year, um, he's a three-point shooter, defender. Um, very good player. Very good player. Um, um, likes the culture there, championship culture that they have over there. Um, and when you have... Giannis, uh, you always have a shot, right? So, um, he declined his player option so that he could 
get this, but uh, like I said, 27 years old, so player option in year four. He can hit free agency at 30 if he wants to. It's a good deal for both both parties, you know, because it was definitely still a need. Uh, one big surprise, I would say here, Bradley Beal getting a five-year deal, Supermax, um, 29 years old. Um, uh, it, it, it's, it's one that I'm a little surprised, but I think for Beal, you know, a lot of times people say they love where they're at, and then the second they get an opportunity to leave, they do. And he's obviously not like that. So you have to give him credit. Um, if he stays in Washington his entire career and he continues to do what he's been doing, he's probably going to be a Hall of Famer. Um, whether or not he'll win a championship, I'm not sure. But we'll get a little bit more into that later. The Wizards also signed DeLon Wright to a two-year $16 million deal. Um, it'll be his seventh team, so maybe he can maybe he can make something stick. Next up on the docket is Devin Booker signed a Supermax extension. Four years, $214 million. He'll also be the cover athlete for NBA 2K23, uh, set to release in September. So, a good year for Devin Booker. Um, obviously, one of the top 20 players in the league. Um, averaged 27 a game last year. Three-time All-Star. Obviously, went to the finals two years ago. They had the best record. Um, he got hurt in the in the in the postseason, um, which really, I would I would say it probably did impact the Suns because having to play, you you got to think they would have swept New Orleans or one in five, but that extra game, you know, no excuses. They were up two games to none, so so no real excuses, but. You never want to. You always want to just keep rolling in the postseason. The year before, they were able to just keep rolling. Um, and that brings us to really the biggest news of the day, and that's the Kevin Durant requested a trade. Um, here's a guy who. The last time we saw him, he was getting out physicaled. In a series with the Boston Celtics, um, I I I would say the word "exposed" might be. I don't want to. I'm sorry, guys. It's late at night. <laughs> exposed. It might be too strong a word, but it just depends on how you see it. I mean, I I would probably see it as exposed because whenever a player does something that's complete opposite of what he's always done and you know I, I it, it was a surprise to most right the fact that Boston really held him down the entire series I think he only shot 40 around 40 percent he was he was a non-factor on both ends of the floor um, so was Kyrie but obviously we don't look at Kyrie in the in that way very talented player but we look at Durant as a top you know, whatever you would think, 20, 15, 10 player. Um, and I think him requesting a trade, it, it's, it's been a, 
it's been a thing throughout his life, right? I mean, he's drama and instability. You know, he he and this is excuse me, this is the new age athlete. This is nothing new. You know, this is <laughs> the new age athlete doesn't stay in one place. You know, the new age athlete goes and looks for help, which there's nothing wrong with that. Um but they they don't have the mentality of the players of old, and I'm not sitting here trying to say that oh they're you know that that generation was better or anything like that. But there is something to be said about you know um, basically paying those dues and sticking with one franchise, loyalty, all those sorts of things. Um, I know that that's a, a word that really isn't used too much in sports today. Teams aren't really loyal to you, and I understand that aspect of it too. Um, but I think the guys are just so quick to leave. I, and, you know, Durant, what makes it worse is he was up 3-1 on the team he eventually joined. I think that's, it's tough to live that down. It's like LeBron losing to the Mavericks. That's, it's tough to live down getting outplayed by Jason Terry and J.J. Barea. That's 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 difficult. We shouldn't bring their names up in a final series with you, right? We should be saying they were footnotes, as they should have been, as their stature, there should have been. Um, but with KD, you know, he can never live that down. I think that what he ultimately wants is praise, and he wants people to look at him in a certain way. But the only way he's ever going to get that is if he goes to a team. And is able to lead them to a championship on his own. Now, in my opinion, I'm not going to say there's only two teams that I think he could do it with. But I would say these two teams that I'm about to list would be the two teams that, if you went there, instantly they would be, I don't want to say title favorites, but I would say they would at least be conference finals favorites. Right, I mean, I would, I would, I would put them at least in that running, right? Um, and it's one from each conference, and one is his former team, Oklahoma City. They have a lot of talent on that roster. Obviously, they have a million draft picks. <laughs> like they got sixteen first round picks, man. Like what? I, you can't, bro. That's how so video game like, right? Sixteen first round picks. Um, that they can trade, you know, in a pursuit of Durant. And they have a lot of young players, you know, under 24 years of age. And then you have a star in, in Shea Gilgis, uh, Gilgis Alexander, too. So if you if you went there, you would have a running mate, right? A lot of talented pieces on that Oklahoma City core. You know, Chet Holmgren was just the second pick in the draft. Um I'm sorry, guys. And then Josh Giddy, Obviously, they drafted him two years ago. Um, I don't know how to pronounce Alexej Pokrzewski's name. <laughs> but he's another talented seven-footer. Um, Lou Dort, Trey Mann, Aaron Wiggins. Like, they... They really have a lot of talent on this roster. Makes you wonder. 
you know, I think it's tough, you know. It's almost as if Durant didn't win a title, right? And I think that's the tough thing is that he didn't think that out. He was just trying to go enhance his legacy. But if he doesn't win another one, his legacy will always be tainted. We'll never put him up there with the greats. We'll never put him up there and say, we'll always say he was one of the most talented. We'll always say that he was quote-unquote unstoppable at least for a time but I just think Boston what they were able to do to him was was very specific to Kevin Durant I don't think that because the difference is that what they did to him very simple very Jordan rules like right they 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 were physical with him right no no dunks no layups right Right, they cut off the paint. They they forced him to shoot jump shots. Right, um, they tried to force him to his left. Right, I mean they they really tried to pull out those rules. Pack the paint, five guys. Right, they came with double teams. Right, they tried to take away passing lanes. But I think that what hurts Kevin Durant more than anything is that the next round. Giannis goes up against this team and he gets three 40-point games. The next round, Jimmy Butler gets three 40-point games. Actually, I think he had four 40-point games. And then we saw what Steph Curry did in the finals. They never really had an answer for him. He shot bad in one game. The rest of them, he averaged 35. Wins finals MVP. So I think that that hurts him. Because when you start talking about, okay, this guy's unstoppable. You know, he's seven feet, which he's not. He's really 6'9 or 6'10". But we just, you know, add on a couple inches like it's no big deal. We're seven feet, and he just shoots over the top of people, and that is true. But unfortunately for him, every opponent after him was able to find cracks and crevices in this defense. I think that's what hurts him is that it it almost seems as if, kind of like when he signed with Golden State, right, is that we look at it and we say, okay, other guys didn't have to do that. You didn't have to do that. And I think he's talented enough where he didn't have to do that, right? Um, But again, you're trying to chase a certain thing. You give up everything to get it. And then you think it's going to be worth it. And what we realize, and he said it himself, is that it didn't satisfy him like he thought it would. You know? And... The other team, though, that that we can go into is the Washington Wizards. As you guys know, Kevin is from D.C. If he goes there, he immediately gets Bradley Beal as a running mate. They've got some talent on that team, too. Now, I know to give up, to get Kevin Durant, each of these teams would have to... I don't think they would have to gut the roster. You know, I I know there's a lot of reports out there saying that, but I, I want you guys to understand something. Number one... um. In Oklahoma City's case, right? In Oklahoma City's case, they have so much draft capital that they won't have to they won't have to really do that. Um, I 
I'm looking for... So in 2023, uh, the Wizards have the Rockets' first-round pick, top 14 protected, the Thunder's top 14 protected, and the Knicks' top 14 protected. So they've got three first-round picks. Um, and then they... Uh, there, there's more to it than that, but... You won't have to gut the roster because, as I try to tell everybody, it's almost like free agency, Right? If I know the player doesn't want to be there, I don't have to give up as much to get him. So ordinarily, let's say that I just sprung a trade on them and it was we'll just we'll just we'll just throw a number out there, okay? Three first round four first round picks, three three next year, and then one two years from then. And then um you know, three young players, right? Well now I can probably cut that in half because I know he doesn't want to be on your roster, right? So when he requests the trade, that helps whoever's trading for him, at least to a certain degree, because now I don't have to give up everything to get him, right? It would have been like maybe a six or seven player deal. Now it might only be four or five. And that makes a difference. You know, when you're trying to get an elite player and then at the same time, keep your, your team intact so that you're not gutted, right? Nobody wants a repeat of the Carmelo Anthony deal. Right where where the Knicks gave up literally the entire team, but then had nothing to help him go chase a ring, you know. So, um, they're both talented teams. I do think OKC would be the better spot, but I think he'd be more beloved in DC because he's from there, you know. And I think ultimately. If he were to even get them to the conference finals, I mean, I think, obviously, if he were to get them to a championship, he would be in Washington, D.C. lore forever. Up there with Ovechkin and, you know, uh, the, the Nationals winning the, the, the championship. You know, it would be huge for, for his legacy to take a team that, they're they're in a, a fairly major market. I wouldn't say DC is up there, up there, but they're in a, a major market. But to take a team that that had no title aspirations at all, um, and to turn them into this NBA champions, it would be huge. And you know, if he's on your roster, everything does change. You know, so ultimately, I think that's what he's looking for. You know, I could be wrong, but I think that this is a guy who he he made the wrong gambles every single time. And this is why the best players never make good coaches or good general managers like the majority of the time. Why? Because they think they see things or they do see things in a, a way that is different from everybody else. For instance, he goes to Golden State. Well, it was a good decision in that he won championships. But that was an automatic, and we all knew that. If they were healthy, they were going to win. It wasn't even fair, right? But then he goes to Brooklyn. That was a bad decision. Anybody who was anybody could have told you that the chances of that working, and I was one of the ones who said it. I was definitely one of the ones who said, look, you can't put three offensive players on a team and think that it's going to lead to a title. I don't care if they were healthy or not. And sure enough, what happened? Harden complains. He whines. Some Kyrie was always hurt, right? He played 35 games 
one year, 40 games the next, I believe, right? That puts more stress on KD, who got, you know, who's coming off the, the injury he had with the Achilles. I mean, it was set up for failure from the jump, but you don't put your eggs in a basket of Kyrie Irving, the most unpredictable guy that we have in sports today. He, When he plays, he looks like a Hall of Famer. Only problem is it's when he plays. He's never played more than 45 games in a season. So it, it makes no sense to say this is going to be the guy, right? The vaccine thing, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't put as much stock in that as everybody else does, you know, but I will say, it, uh, well, it does, it obviously impacted the, the chemistry with his teammate, you know, I'm just a person who I don't have a double standard. Okay. When it, when it comes to that stuff. So if you say, well, Roe v. Wade, my body, my choice, but then vaccine. Oh, no, no, you got to take that. So you can't, it can't be both ways. It can't be both ways. Like, you, you, you're going to stand on one hill, you got to stand on that hill ultimately. Okay? To me, at the end of the day, he's got to make that decision. I'm not going to be, look, if Kyrie Irving don't get vaccinated, he ain't going to be the reason my parents die. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's what people people always taking this stuff way out of context. This dude is in a whole other part of the United States. And you out here whining because he didn't want to get a needle put in him. Like, come on, y'all. Relax. Anyway, that's going to be it, guys. I appreciate you listening. Um, not sure when I'll be back on. Probably when there's some other breaking news. We'll see where KD ends up. My guess is he ends up with some kind of contender who guts their roster or half guts their roster in order to fit him. When I say contender, I don't mean Atlanta's not a contender. All right. Uh, Philadelphia's kind of in that middle tier. I could see it, but then I can't kind of, eh, you know, kind of, sort of. When I say contender, I mean like Denver of healthy, the Clippers, uh, Milwaukee, Phoenix. I've made my thoughts known on them. I, I never thought they were really contenders even when they went to the finals last year. They proved me right, but even I didn't expect them to get blown out in Game 7. I picked the Suns to win that series. <laughs> like, but it's funny how things work out i just i just thought in my opinion in the west they were able to avoid all the teams who could have beaten them or those teams weren't healthy and and we could pretend like that's not a factor but it is because you ran into the one team who was healthy and they put four straight on you in milwaukee then you ran into this year a Pelicans team that really wasn't, right? They weren't that good, and they took two games from you. You go into a game or the, the series against Luka, no way Luka should have beaten you. There's no way. There's no way Luka should beat you three or four times in a series because he had nothing around him, all right? Nothing. And he can't defend himself, but that's another story for another time. They got blown out. Hey, sometimes I know things. Sometimes I don't, right? The lightning loss, right? But... Yeah.
Anyway, appreciate you guys listening. I will be back later on with another episode. Thank you and peace.